Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of Dissect and Digest. This is your host Noah and I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Alright, so we're back again with another episode and we'll be unpacking something that affects us as people in society once again. Alright, so, oh wow guys, I feel like this week has been a mess for me, but I don't even remember what was happening. So much was happening this week, but I don't remember what really happened. And I think maybe I was too stressed as well, because um, marks are supposed to be coming out the following week, school is supposed to start. This is going to be published on Sunday. So, tomorrow I'm starting school. That's what it is. I'm starting. Lecture slides have already been posted up. And, yeah, it's it's really a lot. And to everyone whose semester is starting, I wish you all the best. If you're still writing your exams... Um, yeah, I, I hope that you're able to study and you, 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 you find the strength, you know, to pull through the whole thing because examinations and online learning are a mess. So yeah, that's really that. And this week is a mess. I say it's a mess because I realized towards the end of the week, I think on Thursday or on Friday, that I actually did not have a topic for this week when I was supposed to um draft um uh, or send out um what is it an overview, you know, to someone, you know, that's meant to help me with an episode right and then i realized when i checked the calendar that that's actually supposed to be for next week so i didn't have a topic for this week and usually i have a topic for the following week and the previous week so as i record this episode i know what next week's episode is going to be about so yeah i didn't have a topic so i had to think of something that I resonate with that wasn't going to be rushed work because I do not work well with rushed work. I can't think of a topic maybe on Friday and want to record it on Saturday because I'll start to panic and it's not going to be cute. So I'd rather just know what I want to put out a week or two before and then, you know, work around that. But anyway, um, yeah, as you can see from the title, I am an imposter, which is today's topic. I will be discussing and unpacking the imposter syndrome because I've seen that it, um, it affects us a lot as individuals and it affects how we interact with each other you know and 
yeah it i think i feel it's important to to touch base on it because maybe some people don't even know that imposter syndrome is even a thing you know as we move along um as individuals you know in life and oh yes as i unpack obviously um some most of the information or some of the information i don't know it's up to you to decide but the information i got online on some sites um um to reference like a few i have the harvard business review and um one called the muse and also like the definition i took and rephrased it from wikipedia and yeah that's really just those three that i can name for today's episode and if you want to do a bit more reading you can just like search the imposter syndrome and or just yeah the imposter syndrome and then you just read more because i'll be just touching a bit on it and unpacking on a few things around the imposter syndrome i really do hope that you enjoy today's episode today we'll just be talking a little bit about the imposter syndrome you may have heard of it you may not have heard of it you may have felt like you're a fraud in everything that you do in life that you probably don't belong in the space you know because you can't perform um to the standard you know of the space that you find yourself in so yeah i feel like i need to unpack it it's a very interesting topic and yeah we just need to know a bit more about it so by definition the imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which a person doubts their own accomplishments and they seem to have a fear you know of being exposed to people around them as a fraud yeah it's really just in the definition that's just what the imposter syndrome is and people experience it a lot especially when like it's in spaces that um has other people around right like if i have for, if for instance i have to work with other people i experience it or i don't know in a classroom in in the workplace you know you find that some people really do experience it and i don't think it's a matter of self esteem because self esteem is something else you know so with 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 imposter syndrome it's i it's something i can say that you a person looks at their performance really you know to base how real they are you know so if they are not performing to the standard that they set for themselves then it's child they like 
it's child they they feel like they're fraud so as i was doing some research and collecting information i found out that there's different types of imposters you know so imposters are people that experience imposter syndrome so i found out that there's one a perfectionist two the natural genius three the superwoman or man four uh the soloist and five the expert those are the five um types that i could find um on most sites that i looked at and i'll just be unpacking a bit more on these different types of um imposters so we'll start with the first one the imposter oh sorry not the imposter <laughs> the perfectionist the perfectionist and i said that with so much confidence wow so um it's with 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 the perfectionist this is someone who um who sets like goals that are extremely high like really high and they want to reach those goals and failure to reach those goals um means that they are imposters because they can't reach that standard that they set for themselves so for instance if not as narrow i am a perfectionist okay i am a perfectionist right and i'll set maybe a goal for my exams and i say okay for um biochemistry i want to get 90% and the exam right when it comes back when the exam comes back and it's like 60 or 70% i start to question my capabilities you know i start to question whether i belong in that field so that's the that's what um a perfectionist is and usually these people have trouble working with other people in a sense that they 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 want things to be done their way because it's it's very what is it I'm trying to find the right word for it but yeah haling fi tlele it's not it's not it's not clicking it's not coming up so yeah but they 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 have trouble working with other people because it's frustrating yes that's the word i was looking for it becomes becomes really frustrating when people don't do their work or they don't work up to the standard that they set for themselves so that's really who perfectionists are and when it fails they start to question um their position in that instance 
I am a perfectionist, you know, as I've come to learn from past experiences and everything. And I guess that's why I experience um, the, 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 the imposter complex or syndrome so much, you know. But I'll explain it a bit more when I start talking about myself. But this is really what a perfectionist is, you know. And they always feel that all their work must be standard all the time. Like, all the time, that's what they feel. And the littlest mistakes will just um, get them off track. Uh, yeah, that's that's what a perfectionist is. The second um, imposter is the natural genius. These are people that have it easy. These people are smart. You know, they are skilled, naturally skilled at doing something, you know. They don't have to put in as much effort. For instance, someone that's a genius at mathematics, you know, a person that can just wake up today, go write an exam and come back with a distinction, you know, I'll just say a distinction because, yeah, doing well is subjective. So I'll say um, a distinction. And then there's this one exam that they go to write. And when they come back <laughs> from that exam that they didn't prepare enough for, they realize that they got like a 50 and that exam was quite difficult they start to question um, their worth you know because this is something that they're supposed to be skilled at this is something that they're supposed to be good at why are they now facing so much um, difficulties because obviously if you're good at something you'll set a really high standard another example I can make about the natural genius is with singers there's people that naturally know how to sing. They have amazing voices. They have, yo, their voices are beautiful. But maybe, but they'll go to the idols um, competition to go um, audition. And they don't make it through, what's this? There's these rounds where um, the people who've got golden tickets can still get sent back. They get to the stage of the rounds. I forgot what it is. I haven't watched Idols in a long time. But they get to that stage. And at that stage, that's when so many things are tested. How can they sing with other people? Um, their vocal, what is it, control? I'll call it that because I don't know much about singing. Um yeah, all those things are tested and then they realize that they actually have to put in a bit more work into their singing because usually they just sing, you know, and birds join along. But now it's something that needs skill, you know, and you need to be a bit more professional and there's also performance involved. So that that proves to be a bit more difficult and they start to question if they can really sing. 
So I'm hoping that that example makes sense and I didn't complicate it because I tend to complicate things when I try to make them easier. But that's that's an example I can give, you know. Um, I can't think of another example of a natural genius. But yeah, those two examples that I made about a student that's usually that usually gets like A's. And now they're suddenly faced with the dilemma of um, having to actually prepare for exams and study for exams as much as other students, you know. And the singer that actually has to um, prepare their voices and, you know, work on their techniques and all of that. So I, I hope that it makes sense. The next one, the next type of imposter is a superwoman or man. This is an individual that feels that they need to push themselves um, really hard to get to other people's levels. So they are not satisfied with... um, where they are amongst their peers that's what i can call it amongst their their peers they feel like their peers are always doing way better than them so they feel like frauds because they are not at that level and this other site that i saw um described them as workaholics imposter workaholics because they put in the extra work, the extra hours, you know, they 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 do they put all their focus into that one thing they're doing. So for instance, these are people that are all work and no play. The 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 dull boys. So those are the ones that stay hours at the library. And I'm not saying people that spend hours at the library are a superwoman or men. I'm just making an example for the context of um, what I'm trying to explain here. So um, they, this is a student that will go to the library for hours, will not go to Charles, will not... Um, spend time with the family to eat or talk to them, does not have time for friends. That's what the, the, that imposter really is. They, they always feel the need that they need to be on the level that the peers are. And it affects their interactions, obviously, because you don't spend as much time with other people. You're always working all the time. You're busy with work. You're busy with school. Whenever people are like, okay, let's make time to wind down and spend time together, you never have the time. And that's really what the superwoman or man is in that sense. And they feel like sometimes they didn't earn um, the, the title that they have. So maybe if you you get a metric certificate and yeah you 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 feel like 
you didn't deserve it because you didn't um what you didn't sleep less than five hours like Lerato did to get her five distinctions. So it's really just that dynamic. And then the next imposter is the soloist. It's in the name. This is a person that wants to work alone. They don't want to receive help. They want to be seen as independent because if they cannot do it alone or if they cannot accomplish something by themselves, they feel like they are imposters because someone else helped them. Someone else got the credit, you know, alongside them with the work. So they they are people that really just prefer working alone. And that on its own also affects, you know, how you interact with people and work with people because you do everything. Like an example I can make in group work when there's people and there's delegations for the tasks, this person will usually just do the whole assignment, you know. They'll do that whole assignment and then they'll keep it with themselves. And that's probably something that they'll submit. They'll just like tell the lecturer or ask the the lecturer if they can't submit the thing by themselves because they feel like other people are just going to um, make their work or bring their mark below um, their standard, if I can put it that way. So, yeah, these are people that don't take assistance very well and they don't want to be assisted. I think that's something like that. Because if someone offers to assist them, it becomes a problem, you know. So they say things like they don't need anyone's help. So if help is available, they won't say that they need help. And I'm not talking about people that prefer help from specific people because there's people that are like, that know who they can go to because they have trust issues. I'm talking about people that don't accept any form of help. They are too prideful to accept it, you know. Yeah, that that's what a soloist is. And then the last one that I mentioned is the expert. This is a person who wants to know everything. sorry for saying that but yeah this is a person that always feels like they need to know everything or more about something before they venture into something so say you're working on an event and you're trying to host um simpure dana and you're working with that with that person in the project this is a person that will want to know what Simpure Dana um, sings, how she works beforehand. You know, she'll want to know everything, you know, to the T. And they want to know the venue, like things that happened before. They're, they're most likely not going to apply for a job if they don't meet all the requirements. Because they feel like if they're put in a position where they have to like um, 
I don't know, show that skill or work with that requirement, then they can't do it. Then they'll feel like a failure and they'll feel like an imposter. So they feel like an imposter because they don't know what they think they're supposed to know, you know, in that space. So those are the five imposters that I could really unpack, you know. So from the five, which one do you think you are? Do you think you're the perfectionist? Do you think you're the expert? Do you think you're the soloist? Or do you think you're the natural genius? Or do you think you're the superwoman or man? Or you just don't suffer from the imposter syndrome? Which one are you? Um, that's really just that. And then in the next segment, I will be going into, you know, um, the little things that you can do that I found from um, Harvard Business Review that you can do to just work around the imposter syndrome. Because, of course, I'm not, um, I'm not a professional when it comes to this thing. I, for one, suffer from it. I am the perf- the perfectionist, as I've mentioned before. And there's so many instances that have occurred that have proven that I am one. And that's why I tend to feel like I'm an imposter in so many instances. Okay, so from one of the sites that I found... um. Um, they say that the feelings that are associated with um, being or feeling like an imposter is one, feeling like you're fake, feeling like you're an imposter, that you do not deserve to be where you are. You know, that's the first one. And the second one is whenever you, you achieve a form of success or you get to a specific milestone in your life, you reduce all of that to luck and you remove all the hard work that you put into something. Thirdly, you downplay success. You 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 down downplay um you know how much you've achieved and like you you tend to play like um success is not such a big thing yeah those are the three attributes your feelings of being an imposter and they also gave um ways to mitigate mitigate the effects of the imposter syndrome so how to deal with the imposter syndrome, basically. Um, firstly, you need to be aware that imposter syndrome, uh, imposter feelings are there. So when they come up, you need to know that, okay, um, these are the feelings that I usually get when I feel like an imposter, you know. Because knowing what the problem is often makes it easier to deal with it. 
Secondly, um, they said to rewrite um, your mental programs, you know. So you need to change the way that you think instead of thinking that it's just pure luck that you're achieving these things. Actually know that you deserved it because you worked hard for it. You know, remind yourself how much work you put into achieving something. You know, don't don't play, you know, how much work you put into achieving something and making it successful. Three, talk about how you feel, you know, to other people. Because also when you deal with something alone, it makes it makes it far more difficult to um deal with what's happening that's what i've come to learn that dealing with something alone thinking that i am burdening people isn't really as realistic or as ideal you know in in my existence because i only burden people more you know when i keep everything internalized and there's so much anxiety and now I lash out on people. But yeah, that's something else. Um, yeah, talk about it, you know. Because sometimes that's a dialogue that may be opened and you find that you may not be the only one, you know. You, you talk to someone and you don't need to, to find a solution from that other person. I think that's the thing about talking to people is that we often think that people are going to give us a solution. Sometimes people that are there to give us an ear to listen to us just really helps, you know, so consider it. And then um, they said, the, the next one, they said to consider the 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 context you know of the moment or the occasion that you find yourself in you know like whenever you 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 find yourself feeling like you're useless suggested they suggested to reframe everything and like, if you feel like you're useless, tell yourself that you feel like you're useless, but you're not really useless. So if I feel dumb, if I say I feel dumb, I'm not really dumb, but that's what I feel like at the moment. So it's just really um, contextualizing what it is. Um, the next one, they said to reframe failure as a learning curve this is so important this is really important because dwelling on the failure just restricts you from learning more about yourself and how to deal with um situations so give yourself time to to learn that okay i failed because of one two three four five let it be a lesson, you know, so that it builds you constructively, so that it helps you helps you to become more wholesome um, in more situations. Because you might find yourself in a similar situation, 
But if you don't deal with it effectively when you fail the first time, you might find yourself failing again and you might feel worse, you know, as an imposter. So that's something that you need to understand. And in that, it was suggested as well to be more kind to yourself. This is something that's really important. Like everything they, they're mentioning is important. But be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to go through things, you know. Forgive yourself that for things that don't go your way. Because, <laughs> yeah, I cannot explain it properly. But if you don't forgive yourself... It impacts how you interact with other situations in future. You know, as an imposter, if... Okay, I'll explain it in my own context. Um, I failed a course at one point um, in first year. I failed this one course. And when I got to second year, I was still beating myself up over what happened in first year, even though I was performing really well, you know when I was repeating it and I wasn't doing the same things and I was like, okay, this is another opportunity to learn. But I was still beating myself up over it and it was just affecting how I interacted with it as a course, you know. At some point, I broke down the day before an exam and I was just doing the same things I was doing the previous year. So... Be kinder to yourself, you know. Allow yourself to to make mistakes as you move along in life because life is not going to be perfect. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. But one thing that you need to know and understand is that you're human. Another thing that was suggested is seek support. Seek support. This is very important. Talk to people, you know, consult if you can't afford a therapist, go to a therapist. It's very important, you know, to have a support group, to have people to talk to about the things that you have, you know. Sometimes you, it's not even about talking, but there's always people that are there to to support you, you know, to snack, snap you back into what's really happening, you know. Yeah, that's really just that. And the last one is to visualize your success. So if you fail the first time, visualize yourself succeeding. And the second time, or even when you start, don't think about how you're going to fail. Because that's another trait that I've learned as an imposter is that sometimes you think, uh, okay, I'm going to fail anyway. You do it for the sake of doing it, you know. But visualize it. Visualize the success. I mentioned before that, I don't know if I mentioned it, yeah, I'm not sure, but I was having the most difficult time with statistics, and that course, yeah, it was so difficult, to a point where I didn't know whether I was going to pass it or not, but I could see myself passing it, but because, like, I had moments where I was really scared, you know, and I was really scared that I was going to, to, to fail it again because I mentioned before um, on the part of being kind to yourself. This is another thing that I kept thinking because this is a mathematically inclined course 
and I failed mathematics in first year. So now every time I try to do it, I think, oh my goodness, I failed mathematics before. This is a mathematically inclined course. So obviously, like, it's not that easy to get through it. So visualize it, see yourself passing it and being done with it. So for me, um, when I visualized it, it was an instance of, or a situation rather of, um, seeing myself being in third year next year that's all because I know this course is a prerequisite and without it I was I wasn't gonna move forward so for me already planning what my majors are going to be is me visualizing my success you know and talking to two people about it it just helps so I really hope that this is helpful and you can do more research, you know, and find what works for you. But these are a few tips that I found on the site. And I really do hope that you find them helpful. Okay, I'm trying not to make this episode too long. But it's already too long. So I'm not going to be too long <laughs> on this segment. So, yeah, on this segment i'm just gonna touch a bit on my experience with the imposter syndrome i've mentioned in the past few past two segments that i am a perfectionist mostly because i think i i have a bit of natural genius in there but i'm not sure so with that i realized that when this year that's when i was really confronted with my reality because this is the year I decided to go out of my comfort zone and um apply for for housecom and everything and yeah it was yeah it was such a difficult ta- task to be in you know not task position to be in when I was in com and we were handling weak things and because now I'm like these things that I see that are off and I'm trying to like do things according to my standard it was very difficult to work around that and working with people so that's just one instance that's there I say I'm a perfectionist as well because I've been in situations where I entered competitions I entered this one competition I was um doing oral history research I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed my 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 thing but I just didn't feel like it was good enough so when I was supposed to go back for the second round I didn't want to go back because I remember I was crying I didn't want to go back and I didn't even tell or couldn't tell my teacher why I didn't want to go back you know but yeah because I made the was it top three yes I made the top three um of the presentations that were there but I I really did not want to go back to the thing because I feel I felt like I didn't deserve to be in that position with all the research that I had done and everything how else, even with this podcast, sometimes I feel like um like I feel like it's 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 
it's difficult and I should just shut it down. This is not for me, you know. So those are feelings that um, I'm confronted with quite a lot. So that's why I said that I am really more of a perfectionist. And those are things that I'm still working with because I, I feel that it's important to firstly identify, you know, where the problem is because knowing where the problem is and what the problem is it makes it easier to deal with the problem and i've been working on that like even with um writing i really enjoy writing i've been asked why i won't publish my work part of it is really because i don't want a lot of it a lot of people see my work but most of it is really because I'm afraid of putting my work out there. So it's those things. And I've come to learn to accept criticism. And I think this podcast is helping me a lot with that, you know, how to accept constructive criticism, how to grow myself. It's helping with a lot of things in my life. And I think this is why I really enjoy, like, putting out episodes and just doing the research and finding out more about things. And some of the things that I gave in the last segment, you know, to help deal with being an imposter or imposter feelings, I didn't know. And it was really helpful in that sense. So that's my experience really with being an imposter. This is something I work with daily and I and I try to 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 work around and yeah I believe that I'm gonna overcome this whole thing and there's so many there's so much that's great that's distant for me out there so yeah I think that's the end of this segment Alright, welcome back to Lockdown Chronicles. I do not have much to say today and I'm really not trying to say a lot because I've gone way over the time that um, my, my episodes usually are. So, um, yeah, the semester starting tomorrow and I don't know how to feel about it, but... I mean, this is something I can work around. I'm done with stats finally, so now I can invest my time a bit more. But I need, I'm need. i still working on trying to get back to res because home is not as conducive for my studying. And I really hope that I can get myself back into res. Um, what else do I have for Lockdown Chronicles? Hey. It's bad. 93k in Gauteng. It's bad. I feel like the numbers are really high at this point. But they are unrecorded because there's so many people that cannot afford to go testing. Even with the number of recoveries. Because in order to be recorded as a recovery, you need to go get tested again. People do not have money. And that's the reality of South Africa. I've never been tested. I won't go test because I cannot afford it. It's too like it's too much. Those are the little dynamics. And I think people have this virus, but they're asymptomatic. 
asymptomatic and it doesn't help that right now it's flu season so yeah you don't know if you have covered or it's just a common cold or it's flu or you caught the tuberculosis somewhere but yeah you know even specialists are saying yeah it seems that now flu cases are less and less but it's the the, the cases of flu are really less because um the same pre- preventative measures that are taken to deal with flu a common cold and whatever are being taken for COVID 19 because they spread more or less the same way i don't know Oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassing. I'm studying these things, but I, I forgot. But yeah, it's probably because I'm tired right now. Yeah, that's really just that. And yeah, I've really stopped also correcting people about flu and common cold. Because yeah, Google is there. I mean, I always take the, the opportunity to educate. I was talking to my friend about this and saying, yeah, don't give up on educating people. But really, sometimes it's exhausting to educate people on things that are there on Google. So, yeah. And, yeah, today is the 12th of July. It's my friend's birthday. Happy birthday to him. I've said it, but I want to say it on a public platform and say that happy birthday, Austin. Um, yeah, I think that's it for Lockdown Chronicles. So far, I am okay. I am not ready to go back to school, but I'm also not not ready (laughs) to go back to school. I really hope I'm making sense. Alright, this brings us to the last segment of the show. I know, I know. Today's show was long. Today's episode was long and I do apologize for that. I didn't realize how much there was to unpack on this particular topic. But thank you for staying until this far. This was Nao, your host for Dissect and Digest. I am Nella Heber on all social media platforms and the official page for on Instagram for Dissect and Digest is Dissect and Digest and on Twitter it's at Dissect Digest. I really do hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of the week. I look forward to having you guys next week as we unpack slacktivism. Thank you very much. <laughs>